Welcome to the Voice Tech Podcast. Join me, Carl Robinson, in conversation with the world's leading voice technology experts. Discover the latest products, tools, and techniques, and learn to build the voice apps of the future. The question is not whether intelligent machines can have any emotions, but whether machines can be intelligent without any emotions. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Voice Tech Podcast. My name's Carl Robinson, and today you'll hear me talk with Rana Gujral, the CEO of Behavioral Signals, a company that allows developers to add speech, emotion, and behavioral recognition AI to their products. Now, this is absolutely one of my favorite conversations of the year so far. Uh, it's a topic very close to my heart. Uh, as some of you know, I've worked previously on uh, voice emotion transformation in the lab, and uh, I really do feel it's one of the most important technologies um, that will allow us to close the gap between humans and machines. Plus, Rana is a very articulate and inspirational speaker, uh, so it was a real privilege to talk with him. We cover uh, why it's important that machines can read, interpret, replicate, and experience emotions. Uh, we discuss how emotion analysis can improve the human-computer interaction, conversations. Um, also, why it's important that machines have a theory of mind uh, in order to be able to understand us. Rana comments that people treat voice assistants differently, depending on how the technology communicates with us. And so by adding this technology, it allows us to have more empathy for the machine and therefore creates different outcomes. We also discuss how adding emotion AI to your product can help your business, uh, the KPIs and so on and so forth. Why voice? Uh, I asked Rana, why, why did he focus on voice specifically rather than all the other modalities through which we uh, express our emotion? We cover some of the use cases for voice emotion analysis, uh, including uh, improving empathy in social robotics platforms, uh, making voice assistants more relatable, boosting sales in call centers, reducing suicide rates in uh, helpline callers, and many, many more. Uh, and then we get into some of the technical details. Um, Rana takes us through the signal processing pipeline of the system, the data collection, signal analysis, and, uh, and modeling. Uh, and finally, shares some of his advice for people looking to enter the research field of emotion analytics. Today's episode is sponsored by Georgian Partners, a venture capital firm that invests in growth stage software businesses that leverage conversational AI, applied AI, and trust. With deep technical and industry experience, Georgian's impact team help companies reach maturity in these technologies. The impact team even build software libraries for Georgian's companies and open source these to the community. Georgian also creates thought leadership materials to help companies create a strategy and implement conversational AI technology. The best way to access this knowledge for free is to listen to the Georgian Impact Podcast, which you can reach by going to voicetechpodcast.com slash impactpodcast. Uh, they really have some fantastic guests on there, some big names that I'm sure you'll recognize. Uh, what I like about the show is that they cover a wide range of technical and business topics, uh, but also with lots of episodes specifically on conversational AI. So three of the recent podcast episodes that I would recommend are the future of text-to-speech, building conversational AI teams, and creating better bots with analytics. So I highly encourage you to check out the Georgian Impact Podcast. Uh, that link again, voicetechpodcast.com slash impactpodcast. This episode is brought to you by Manning Publishing, an independent publisher of a huge range of software development books. At manning.com, you'll find books on all the technologies you need to learn in order to create world-class voice applications, including JavaScript, databases, natural language processing, and many more. In particular, you'll want to get your hands on a copy of the new book by expert voice developer Dustin Coates, entitled Voice Applications for Alexa and Google Assistant. 
Now, I've just reviewed the book, and I have to say it's very clear and well-structured. It takes you step-by-step through the entire process of building for both the major platforms and is suitable for both beginners and experienced developers. There are also other books on voice app development currently being written on Manning, and with the Manning Early Access Program, you can actually read these books chapter by chapter while they're being written. You can even ask the authors questions through the Manning Livebook platform. All the books are available at manning.com, and right now, Voice Tech Podcast listeners get a massive 40% off all the books with the promo code PODVOICETECH19. That's right, 40% off all the books. So go check it out at manning.com. I'm on the line with Rana Gujral, the CEO of Behavioral Signals. Uh, Rana was recently listed by Inc. Magazine as an AI entrepreneur to watch. Um, Behavioral Signals was founded in 2016. Uh, They've now got um, offices in Los Angeles and San Francisco, California, and also Athens in Greece. Uh, Behavioral Signals offers the Oliver API, which allows you as a developer to add speech emotion and behavioral recognition AI to your products. Rana, welcome to the show. Thank you, Carl. It's a real pleasure to be on your show. I really appreciate the invite. Yeah, uh, you're very welcome. And uh, it's got a wonderful product and a wonderful topic to talk about. Uh, emotions and machines is one of my uh, favorite topics. Uh, I had a number of guests on the show talking about emotions from different angles, but you've got a, a unique perspective. Uh, before we launch into the, the product stuff, though, let's talk a bit about why it's important that machines can read, interpret, replicate, experience emotions. Yeah, that that is definitely a very powerful question. Definitely something uh, you know I had to grapple with. Uh, there was an interesting conversation I recently had with a very smart reporter from MIT Tech Review as well, and we got into this discussion around the sense of responsibility and is this a tool that could be used in different ways, and is this the right approach or the wrong approach? But and we could talk talk about all of those things. But um, when when the question is asked, uh, the relevance of emotions and should emotions be in machines in the first place, I'd love to uh, quote one of the founding fathers of AI, Marvin Minsky, and he mm-hmm. was at one, he was once asked a question about machine emotions, and his response was perfect because what he said was, the question is not whether intelligent machines can have any emotions, but whether machines can be intelligent without any emotions. And mm. so it's almost, uh, it's almost uh, an essential aspect of intelligence. And so if you're building intelligent machines, we have to think about adding an aspect of emotions. Now, there's a few other lenses to look at this question from. Okay. One aspect is uh, a sense of responsibility and uh, in terms of um, you know, imbibing a very humanistic value in a machine. And so the way I look at it is that there are two things that are a given. Years from now, we're going to rely more and more on machines. That's a given. That's, that's, no one can stop it. Absolutely. The other aspect we can almost bet on is that these machines or these inanimate systems are going to become more and more intelligent. And eventually, as intelligent as us, and in some aspects, maybe maybe in math and computation and others, they're more intelligent than us as well. I mean, even today, that's, that's uh, something you could say. So if you have those situations where you're interacting with a very intelligent machine, and that, is, that machine is presumably as intelligent as you, and if not so, even more intelligent in some cases, would you rather that machine is emotionally aware or not aware? Because if you're saying you know, you'd rather interact with an intelligent machine that is not emotionally aware, 
that same context in a human setup is really a definition of a psychopath, right? I mean, so <laughs> I, I'd feel a lot safer. I, I think that machine will be more responsible and have a, a better moral compass if it's actually emotionally aware. But that's looking out in the future. That's that's a lot of hand wave, a blue sky thing of what potentially could be years from now. I mean, let's talk about today, right? So if you talk about today, why emotion is relevant, one way to look at it is the advent of voice interaction and how voice interactions have progressed over the last 10 years or so. It's certainly a fascinating field or a subfield of artificial intelligence. And tremendous business use cases have been uh, derived from voice interactions. And if you look at voice interaction, a very essential piece of voice interaction has been the linguistics, the NLP, which is sort of, uh, you know, deducing what is being said, translating voice into words. Just, right, just, right. just, just five to seven years ago, we were speaking to NLP as a cutting edge technology. We were speaking to NLP as something that is bleeding edge. Uh, it's revolutionary. Fast forward into 2019, it's it's commoditized. It's it's super accurate. It's something that you can bet on and build competitive business use cases on. So that that piece has essentially been solved for. Now the other part, which is been in the works for the last five to seven years is uh, building specific context engines and modalities around specific business use cases, which is understanding a doctor-patient conversation, uh, or maybe there's a, there's a spousal conversation happening and you're trying to, uh, trying to understand uh, intricacies of that. This is a lot of context domain knowledge that goes into understanding a conversation in a specific context. Now, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of work that's been uh, done in making that happen as well. So the piece that has been missing and the piece that has eluded the sense of voice interaction is uh, emotional intelligence, which is, you know, when I'm speaking to you as a human, I'm I'm asking you a question and say, hey, Carl, would you like to do this? And you respond back to me with uh, a very sarcastic sure. And I, I, I hear the word sure, I know exactly what that means, but I also get the sarcasm in your voice. And so, you know, I, I know that you really don't mean it. And, and my natural response is to, you know, potentially say, okay, maybe now is not a good time. And so that, that is what makes those conversations meaningful is to understand intent. You know, I want to relate to what you're saying. I not only want to understand what you're saying, but how you're saying it. And that piece is been messing in voice interaction. And so that's where we're focused on. We're, we're bringing in that missing quotient uh, into, into those interactions. Right. Absolutely. It's all about establishing context. Uh, like you were saying, it's, it's important to establish what the other person's uh, intent is, what, what they're actually saying, perhaps why they're saying it, but all the, all the context that surrounds that as well, like who they are and what mood they're in and who they're with, what they're currently doing. Uh, voice emotion seems to be a, a key component of that. Um, one of the things you're saying about the uh, the NLP uh, having progressed, you know, having come on leaps and bounds, is that it's now empowering, um, it's now driving much more complex software. It, the software can do a lot more for us, so the software becomes more complex, and so we ex and we expect more from it. Um, and so, um, you know, with as you know, as a tool becomes more complex, then it requires a more a more natural interface as well. And I think uh, emotion recognition and emotion synthesis is one way to to reduce the complexity and increase the the natural the naturalness of of interacting with such a you know such a complex machine. Absolutely, totally. Yeah. 
there's a there's an interesting it's an interesting point i i've read one book on the subject i have to confess yeah. this uh heart of the machine by uh richard yonk and i highly recommend it. Uh, yeah. it yeah it's amazing it, it it takes you through from beginning to end it starts with the, the origins of emotion tells you why it's important and then gives you a number of use cases it's been out for a, i don't know a couple of years now maybe but um i highly recommend that um he talk, talks about uh, the theory of mind and uh how children need to uh, learn or that they develop the theory of mind being able to to recognize what's going on in, in another person's mind and determine you know what they're doing how they're doing it uh, and assessing their internal state as well as their external and uh, really we're teaching these these machines these robots to to have some level of theory of mind so they can understand us not only so they can do what we want but so that we can feel understood by them <laughs> when we're interacting with them i find that absolutely fascinating it is. You know, the example I was using earlier, so imagine how that interaction looks like in a, in a popular voice assistant that we have come to love, uh, like Alexa, Google Home, or Cortana. Now, if, I, if that simple question is asked by Alexa to me, which is, uh, would you like to do this today? And I respond back similarly with a very sarcastic sure. Alexa has no clue how I feel. And so she's, she's listening to the word sure, and she's making an assertion that it's a positive confirmation. And, and her response is, let's go ahead and do this. And that, that, that sort of dilutes the whole you know, emphasis behind that interaction. And it, it allows me to treat Alexa in a certain way. In fact, you know, we, were, uh, we were looking at a recent report, which was uh, published. And it was an interesting report because uh, someone was looking to analyze how people treat their voice assistants. And it was funny because it was, uh, you know, the, the, the analysis there uh, was that people, well-behaved people who uh, usually don't talk in a certain way, yell at voice assistants. They're super rude to voice assistants. And yeah. also, also kids, uh, they love to treat <laughs> voice assistants like, you know, like a slave. And yeah, they, they can get away with it. <laughs> they can get away with it. And the question is why that is the case. Why do we talk to Alexa so rudely? And we wouldn't talk to any other human like that. And, they, you know, why do we do that? And one of the assertions there is because intrinsically deep in our heart, we don't value those conversations as much, and we don't think of these uh, inanimate systems as our own, as, as some, 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 somebody who is similar to us. And it's largely because the emotion quotient is missing. And we yeah. wouldn't necessarily intentionally talk in a rude way to a fellow human because we would uh, be cognizant of offending them or conveying a certain aspect of emotion. And, and that is what is missing because, uh, you know, it, whether you're looking at building uh, virtualized assistant use cases or whether you are uh, building a more specialized system such as a care home robot. I'm afraid that's the end of this episode's free preview. That's right, full episodes of the Voice Tech Podcast are only available for a limited period of time after their release. The full one-hour episode is available to Voice Tech Pro subscribers, along with all the other episodes we've produced. Go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro, where for just a few dollars a month, you can become a Voice Tech Pro and receive a range of exclusive benefits. Voice Tech Pros get more content each month. You unlock access to the entire catalogue of full-length episodes, including this episode, you can enjoy extra content, 
such as exclusive interviews just for Voice Tech Pro subscribers, plus bonus questions in the main interviews. And you also get to hear episodes sooner than everyone else, weeks ahead of their public release, in fact. Voice Tech Pros also get a special role in our online community, high quality episodes with no ads and studio quality sound, and a chance to support the show and ensure we keep on producing more great episodes like this one. So please go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro and become a Voice Tech Pro today.